calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Steelers! <laughs> this is World Steelers! The show where you're gonna hear a world that we stole. You're gonna hear it. Because we're gonna read it to you. Yeah. We like to include people who can't read by reading it aloud. We're really thoughtful. Ugh, we're so nice. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Boop. Hi, Liz. Hi, Kate. Uh, Hello, and welcome back to the musical series of Pokemon. That's what we're doing. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, But before we get into into, uh, your story this week, which I'm fucking ecstatic about. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Losing my mind. Um, We wanted to talk about a little bit. You mentioned... First off, the ethics yes. <laughs> of Pokemon, but also like, uh, I think it had like, I don't know what year it came out. I feel like 96, but it had such an impact on my childhood. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. I watched it every chance I could. It was on like every day. Yes. In yeah. that block of like Pokemon, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Um, I think it was on at like three or three thirty, or maybe both. It was on like, uh, for me, it was like the WB channel. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Um, uh, public, public television. Like if you had an antenna, you could watch it. Yes. Uh, I, I first, I remember seeing the first, very first Pokemon episode, the first time I had ever heard of Pokemon. I have a distinct memory of witnessing it. Uh, I was in elementary school and we had after school care where they put us all in the cafeteria and just gave us a bunch of Legos and we're like, entertain yourselves, a (laughs) hundred children. Good, Uh, good, yep. (laughs) Yeah, because my mom couldn't get me until like, whatever, five or six o'clock and I got out of school at 2.30 because I was eight. Mm -hmm. Um, And they wheeled in that cart, the projection cart with the TV (gasps) on it and they put it on the stage in the cafeteria and they played the first episode of Pokemon and it was literally like, I remember us all there like drawing or doing homework or playing with Legos and we all just kind of went, what is this? And we turned and we were like, what the fuck? 
And it was from there on out, it was like a cultural phenomenon. Then everybody brought in the cards. Yeah. Um, it was on every day after school and we all watched it. It was the game came out. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think it was called, the little oh, red one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember watching it with it was the one thing or one of the very few things that my brother and my sister and I agreed on. Mm-hmm. So we'd watch Pokemon and we like knew the Pokemon rap and like could yeah. sing the songs. <laughs> And had posters and Jamie got really Rachel and I had some Pokemon trading cards, but James got like into the trading cards and had yeah. like the rare ones that were some I think he sold some of them for like, you know, fifty bucks or whatever. But I as mean, a they're kid, back. they're expensive now. Yeah, he had like an original Charizard with the foil. Oh, the holographic and, like, yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, I have distinct memories of watching it. It was on during the time that my mom was not home from mm-hmm. work yet, but we had just gotten home on the bus mm-hmm. and we were not supposed to be watching TV before we did our homework, but we did because, <laughs> you know, Pokemon. Sorry, Sue. Sorry. <laughs> and it was such a weird thing to be obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Like what a strange show it is. It is really odd and so very Japanese. Yes. Uh, And also, if you think about it, for particularly if I think about the 80s, which I don't remember, but like we're all imparted by the culture that is the 80s. You know, we're watching Stranger Things now. Some of us are writing fan fictions about it. Some of us. Uh, (laughs) um, But the 80s was like, cartoons and commercials with toys that were all like action boys G.I. Joe fire 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 and then the girl shows were like my little pony Mm -hmm. and this show Pokemon was like the merging of the two yeah it was like boys were like yeah battling and like aggressive toxic masculinity and the girls were like but look at all the cute animals who love you well what I love is going back and watching it as an adult on the show, the boys on the show will often be like, oh my God, that Pokemon's so cute. Yeah, which is very Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because it's an adventure show and they're, mm-hmm. I will say, and I think this is true of a lot of women or female characters that were written as kind of annoying, Yeah, um, which Misty was. But if you watch the show, she's kind of a badass. Like She's a trainer too. She's keeping up. She like keeps the boys in their place. Yeah, she's way less annoying than the boys are. Yeah. I think. Well, Brock is kind of like... Brock's sort of neutral. You know, neutral. But yeah, I mean, she's way less annoying than Ash. Yeah. To be sure. Um, also, I think my very first sexual awakening or one of the first ones was definitely to Jesse and James. Yes. I was like, uh, both of them are attractive to me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the hair, the clothes, I, oh, the attitude. And now now I'm thinking we have to put this up on Instagram. I went to uh, FlameCon, which is the queer comic uh, convention as Jesse. No, yeah, as Jesse. Amazing. Um, and my friend Elijah went as James, except he was in short shorts and a crop top. Of course. <laughs> so we matched and it was a great time. That's so good. Yeah. Um, well, we have, I have a video of us in those Team Rocket shirts doing the Team Rocket Oh intro my god from a long time ago that I'll I don't know why we decided to do were it you, who were you uh, we were just it's, it was oh, just you, you and me just, we were just doing Team Rocket oh you and I yeah I thought you meant like when you were a kid oh with your no like here so I'm gonna put that up on Instagram oh yeah yeah so we, that people we can we see it do that. I forgot we were there costumes, was no costumes. reason but no I mean we just were like just for, we identify with Team Rocket yeah I mean it was so much, and we've talked about how like fan fiction and nerd culture has shaped our lives 
a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and how we were like the weird fucking kids. And uh, for me, a lot of my, I've talked about this a lot in previous episodes, but um, a lot of my extreme nerddom came from like anime and manga, Mm -hmm. which I really got into in high school. But like Pokemon was the original. Pokemon was introduced to kids in the 90s before anime ever came over and really like prepped us all for that like cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really think about that until now, how Pokemon was like, like shaped a generation of fucking Marvel nerds and yeah, uh, you know, people who obsess over Game of Thrones for a week on it. Like we were all, we're all a product of Pokemon. We're all out there watching Pokemon. Yeah. Just getting our pocket monsters on, you know? Yeah. And people make fun of Pokemon like it's a, like it's a kid thing and it's stupid, but like, look at Pokemon Go. It's everywhere. Yeah. People play it like crazy. People still playing that shit. Um, it is, a, it's a, it's a part of our culture, our part of our global culture. Yes. Like, I think that people around the world would recognize a Pikachu before they recognize Taylor Swift. I hope so. And Pikachu is far more important. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, should we talk about the ethics of Pokemon? (laughs) Yeah. What a moral gray area. So first of all, you take 10 year olds. Right. Give them. Number one, let's talk about the human part. Like, give them a small monster. Right. And are like, pocket monster. go catch more of these and then fight them. Fight them against each other until yeah. they faint. Now, there's no killing. Right. There's never any death. Yes. Which, okay, fine. But it, I mean, but even like the first episode of Pokemon is pretty brutal. Yeah. Pikachu lot, almost dies Pikachu in the first episode. goes through it. And Ash kind of does too. Yeah. I mean, they get attacked by a flock of Spearows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. That's like a heartbreaking episode. Yeah. It really sucks you in. And it's a cliffhanger, too. Yeah. It makes you... Well, so it's interesting to have the idea of children caring for animals that and and using them to compete against each other. Yeah. Well, it was funny because they threw in a little thing. I, I just rewatched these episodes. In the first or second episode, they talked about how wild Pokemon are often jealous of Pokemon that, yeah, that have are trainers. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I feel like that was a an easy out for what we're doing here. <laughs> Which is essentially like the domestication of animals yeah. for our use and abuse. It's dog fighting, basically. Wow, I didn't even think about that. It is, I was like, like cows, like we raise cows and tame cows and eat cows, but you're right, it is dog fighting. It's dog, also, I want to know uh-huh. in the Pokemon universe, sure, because all of the animals seem to be Pokemon, mm-hmm. so what are we eating? Yeah, I mean, that is a huge... Listen, there are papers. There are college paper PhD dissertations about the world of Pokemon and the morals around what do they eat? I'm not going to lie. I would do eat a Magikarp. Do the Pokemon do labor for them? Is it free labor? What is their currency model? That's true. That's a good question. You know, they're getting a lot of free labor from animals. Their technology is strange. Yes, it's definitely like it's Japan, but it's a it's an alternate Japan because none of the places are real. Right. The names of the places. And there's no they live in a world where there's no other animals. Right. So presumably like. But they do reference like burgers and. Right. What are those burgers? Right, made what of? if is there a cow type Pokemon? Are they where are they have like leather bags? What leather is that? Right. What are their shoes made of? Yeah. Glue. Where's it come Wait, from? Uh, oh no. Pikachu glue. Oh, oh Pika glue. Pika glue. 
yeah, it's a weird world that luckily as a kid watching a kid show, you just accept it as truth. Right. Which is great. You're like, this is fine. I remember reading a long time ago, and this is just coming into my memory now, an article that was talking about how Pokemon specifically is an expression of like um, 90s Japanese racism towards Chinese people. <laughs> Wow, uh, that's heavy. Yeah, like there was a lot of like there's a lot of symbolism in the show that have to do with like Nanking and um yeah, stuff that has to do with like the like importation of goods and like savagery and I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have did. to find I missed this article, <laughs> but I know it was a kid, but that's the thing with it's kind of the thing with with Japanese culture that like their anime is mostly for adults, right? Um, and then the U.S. are the one that caused the demand for anime to be for children. Interesting. Yeah, so they like almost changed their whole economy in order for to create cartoons that were geared towards children because there was such a high demand in the U.S. Oh wow! Yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting to think about the evolution of that because it truly it didn't start with Pokemon in Japan, but it started with American. Right. Uh, anime. Huh. With Pokemon. And now we have fucking Ryan Reynolds movies with Pokemon. Did you see that? No, I heard it's really fun, though. I, I also heard it was really fun. We need to see it. We do. Oh, uh, we need to see it. We need to write a fan fiction about it. I just, in my head, that's just not how Pikachu sounds. No. He, no. I don't like it. I don't either. I'm upset by it. But I have a feeling that the movie's probably really good. I mean, the scene with Mr. Mime looks really funny. It's, it's supposed to be hysterical. And also the graphics are supposed to be amazing. Well, we should watch it. We should watch it. Tiny um, Army. Tiny we should Army. all watch it together. We're going to have a screening. Come uh, over. You're invited <laughs> to my apartment <laughs> where we will watch Detective Pikachu. Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to your story. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's go. So excited. Go. Story, <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> All right. I feel like after a really emotional one last week, this is going to be much lighter. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't that. It was silly. It was. No, I'm it was. A, I'm a silly. You're, you're a silly girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say to my dog. You're a silly girl. Silly girl. Um. Okay. Well, tell us about where your idea come from. What was your process? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. So back in the day when we when we picked our picked this genre and, yeah. um, and we fandom. We were going to have to do this. <laughs> yes, and we set ourselves with this impossible task. <laughs> um, I felt as if Pokemon were the story of an epic journey, real yeah. hero's tale. Yeah, Joseph Campbell. Yeah. For sure. Beautiful, just an art, you know. To, yeah. Um, and for me, being a musical theater nerd mm -hmm. my whole life, mm -hmm. Love that about you. One uh, of my favorite facts. I mean, this is really the nexus of things that I loved as a child, which is Pokemon and musicals. So mm -hmm. I decided that I would write rewrite songs from Les Mis as Pokemon songs. So oh my God. My task was a lot easier than yours because I just used instrumental backing tracks. I did not write these songs. And no, I but did you did not it play them. Absolutely the smart way. You did it 100% the way you should do it. So, uh, lesson learned. Well, the thing that I did to myself, which was very challenging, was that one of the songs I picked was One Day More, which is the big, like, full cast epic. Yeah. Right before. Famous the... for carpool karaoke. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the musical, but you know. So that song has nine individual vocal tracks. And they're all different melodies, right? Yeah, most of them are different melodies. Some okay. of them are sung in harmony. Um, okay. And some of them are men and some of them are women. And I recorded them all. Wow. I knew you could do this because you are an amazing singer and um, powerful. And I'm excited for you. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <gasps> okay, okay. I'm excited. Um, you know, recording in my closet in Philadelphia is not the best recording quality. I mean, I recorded in this studio right here. So, with microphones that are not meant for singing. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> it makes a difference. It does. It does. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited. So I I did a, a One Day More and okay. the other one I, I did. Well, you'll see. You'll see. If you yeah. know if you know Les Mis at all, you'll recognize I do. the songs. I do. So. Um, is there anything we need to know about your story concept or about the research that went into it? Yeah, so I I went back and I watched some classic Indigo League Pokemon. Awesome. Very first season of the anime. Mm -hmm. And I had a similar reaction, I think, that you did, Mm -hmm. where I just got very annoyed with Ash, Mm -hmm. who's sort of the least talented of the bunch. But for some reason, this is all about him and his Pokemon journey. And I was like, well, what about... Misty and Brock. Yeah. They're the most interesting. They're great. Brock's out there trying to be a breeder. He's yeah. making his own Pokemon food. Yeah. And Misty ran a gym for a while. Oh, yeah. And Feminist hero. Yeah. She's great. Uh-huh. She keeps Ash in his place. She's all about body positivity because she barely wears clothes. Yeah. Good yeah. for her. Good for her. Um, also, so everyone loves a redhead. True. <laughs> got You gotta. Says two brunettes. <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of wrote mine. It's still... Ash centric, but very much the question of why does he get to be the one that the story is about? Yeah. And you'll see that in my, in both the story and in my songs. So, or one of my songs, the other one's a Team Rocket song, which I'm also very excited about. Ooh. Okay. 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 So I took on a a big cast experience for this. So we'll see, you know, how it goes. I'm so excited. I know you nailed it. I don't even need to, I've been sitting here in the studio with you doing these fucking fan fictions and I know you nailed it. I'm, I'm twittering on the inside. (laughs) All right, shall we? Yes. All right. Ash, we've been walking down this road for ages. Did you get us lost again? It was quickly closing in on dusk, and Misty was in a foul mood. The city Ash had promised they'd reach two days ago was nowhere to be seen, and they were running low on food. Brock had plodded along stoically, as was his way, but Misty had reached her limit. She was hungry and tired, and sleeping on the ground was no picnic, and she wasn't sure why they'd taken this detour in the first place. I'm not lost. It's just a little further than I thought. I promise it'll be worth it. This tournament is legendary. It's the biggest underground Pokemon tournament in the world. All the best trainers go. It's so popular that the Pokemon League accepts the winner into the league tournament even if he hasn't gotten all his gym badges. That's why we're out here? You want a shortcut into the Pokemon League tournament? That's selfish, Ash, even for you. Dragging us out into the middle of nowhere for some underground tournament you have no chance of winning? A truly good trainer would want to prove his mettle by earning his badges. Hey, what do you mean no chance? I'm a great Pokemon trainer, and if I want to be the best, I have to test my skills against other trainers. Oh, yeah? Misty snapped, wheeling about to face him in the road. If you're so great, why don't we settle this here and now? 
If I win, we forget this stupid side trip and head to the next town with a decent hotel. This is why you'll never be one of the greats, Misty. You say you want to be a trainer, but all you care about is a nice place to relax. That's why I'm the one with the badges. Battling you wouldn't even be a fair fight. You didn't earn half those badges, and the ones you did, you needed our help. Pika! Pikachu <laughs> lifted his weary little head to look imploringly at Brock. Pikachu is right, guys. This is no time to argue. We need to get to the city, and I need a cheeseburger. Besides, I think I see lights down the road. It can't be too much farther now. Misty turned on her heel in a huff. Fine, but only because you brought up cheeseburgers, and I'm too hungry to think about anything but food. But I'm pretty tired of Ash acting like he's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm a better trainer than he is, and so are you, Brock, even though you want to breed instead. You'll eat those words when I'm a great Pokemon master, Misty. Still bickering, the quartet set off down the road, following the lights twinkling in the distance, hoping that they'd be out of the woods soon. Okay. 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 Number one, your voices, holy shit, are on point. You are <laughs> nailing you. Ash Ketchum. You're also nailing, like, legitimately what they talk about in the show. It feels like I'm in an episode of Pokemon. So I tried to do a Kate this week and, like, kind of write an episode of Pokemon. <gasps> ah, yay! I've converted you. Um, I know. <laughs> and I, so I was, when I was watching these, uh-huh. I was paying a lot of attention to the dialogue. And I was yeah. like, these bitches just fight all the time. Yeah, like kids, like yeah, siblings. Yes. Yes, because they are kids. Yeah. Um, so I really tried to capture the spirit of that. You fucking <laughs> nailed it. Also, I'm really excited for this like Kumite style underground Pokemon I battle. I was like, what? What is this like an MMA cage fight? How do I get <laughs> tickets? Okay. Right? Ugh, I'm so excited. Okay. 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 Meow. Did you hear that? A Pokemon tournament with the best trainers around. Forget Pikachu. We'll have our pick of the litter. Stop it. Stop it. I hate you. It's so good. (laughs) Uh, Meowth's my favorite. Oh, I want that to be my text message ring. You doing (laughs) Meowth. So I dated a guy for like years ago who his like nickname for me was Meowth because he's like, you're kind of loud and weird like that Pokemon. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't hate I that. I accept that. I'm I you can be general, Lucima. Meow. <laughs> I live I will live with that. You know, like, like Liz it. personally, but if, if for the troops, you're meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> with a rustling of branches, three figures arose from the bushes that lined the side of the road where Ash and his friends had stood only moments earlier. A tournament, eh? Oh my god. <laughs> no! No! I love it! Okay, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but it's so good! <laughs> a tournament, eh? Jessie asked, pulling a twig from her hair. Well, what kind of tournament would it be if we weren't there to offer a little friendly competition? That's right, offered James, picking his way daintily out of the bramble. Wouldn't be any fun if you didn't get to compete against your rivals. Your nemeses, if you will. Why, I will, thank you. Sure, and while you two's are doing that, I'll be stealing Pokemon. Don't be stupid, Meowth, we'll all be stealing Pokemon. You didn't think we were going to fight fair, did you? Who knows with you two? If you didn't have me to keep to keep you on track, you'd have been off Team Rocket years ago. Everyone knows I'm the brains around here, and it's about time I got some respect. <laughs> oh, give it a rest, Meowth. I want to get to that town. Maybe they'll have a spa. Ooh, do you think so, James? I could use a mani-pedi. 
So could I. All this walking in the woods is disgusting. Jesse and James set off down the road, leaving Meowth to trot after them on his short legs, trying to keep up. Oh, don't worry about old Meowth. He'll come up with a plan. He always does. Hey, wait up. Don't leave me in this creepy forest. I love this every... Liz, there's so many times in our life together where I fall in love with you all over again. And this is one of those times. The, the amount that you're nailing this, like, I am I, I, I am starstruck. I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. Oh, This is so amazing. Oh I mean, I owe it all to being a latchkey kid whose mom wasn't home after school to stop her from walking, watching Pokemon at 3 and 3.30 every shit. afternoon. Holy shit. Uh, Did you watch Sailor Moon too? I watch, I have watched Sailor Moon. I didn't okay. watch it religiously, but I, I have started to watch Sailor Moon again as an oh, adult. Well, we got to do that season three, oh, season three, Sailor Moon. Stuff. It's coming. <laughs> oh shit. So good. Okay. Yes. Please continue. Misty and Brock sat at the counter of an old-timey ice cream parlor, happily digging into giant sundaes. Ash had left them after dinner, saying that he and Pikachu had to rest up before the opening ceremonies and the first day of battles tomorrow. Misty and Brock were happy to see him go, relieved they wouldn't have to listen to him spin his yarns about how he was destined to be the world's greatest Pokémon master. Their patience was wearing thin, listening to him relive and embellish the stories of his past battles, as if he didn't remember that they, too, had been there for his fights and knew exactly where he was stretching the truth. Even Pikachu had looked reluctant to go with Ash, although that could easily have been because Pikachu enjoyed ice cream as much as Brock and Misty. Misty sighed, dropping her spoon into her half-eaten bowl of ice cream. Brock looked up, his face a mess of whipped cream and hot fudge. "'What's wrong, Misty?' He asked around a giant mouthful of banana split. It's just, I don't know why Ash bugs me so much sometimes. Because he can be arrogant and annoying and forgets about the feelings of his friends in his single-minded pursuit to be a Pokemon trainer? Well, sure, obviously that. He's a huge brat. But it's not just him. I'm mad at myself, too. I left home with the same goal as he did, to be a great trainer. But lately, I feel like I just follow him around while he fights and earns badges. I'm a better trainer than he is. I know more about Pokemon, and I'm way more experienced. How did I let my dreams take a back seat to his? Brock shrugged, wiping his sticky face. I know how you feel. I don't want to be a trainer, but I did come with you guys hoping it would make me a better breeder. But we spend all our time doing what Ash wants. I don't even have time to collect ingredients for my special Pokemon food. Not that Ash would feed it to his Pokemon if I did. Well, Pikachu sure likes it. I see it sneaking food out of your bag when it thinks Ash isn't looking. And my Pokemon love it. They've gotten so much stronger since you put them on that diet. You're a really good breeder, Brock. Thanks. You're a really great trainer. Misty sighed again. Thanks, but at this rate, no one will ever know. I don't even have a single badge. I'll never make it into the league tournament. Maybe, Brock said, an idea dawning on him. But maybe you will. Didn't Ash say the winner of the tournament gets a spot in the league competition even if they have no badges? Why don't you enter? Misty looked up from her bowl, a smile creeping across her face. Hey, you're right. Why don't I? I'm just as good as Ash. No, wait, actually, I'm better. That's the spirit. Now, are you going to finish that ice cream? Because it would be a shame if it went to waste. 
Dream on, laughed Misty, tucking in with renewed gusto. This Sunday's mine. The stadium buzzed with activity as trainers from around the country waited for the opening ceremonies to kick off the tournament. They milled about the three arenas where, soon, battles would be happening simultaneously as the tournament progressed. Some trainers who knew each other from the gym circuit stood in groups, swapping stories and training techniques. Others, newer to the scene and less sure of themselves, stood alone, revisiting their lineups and going over strategy in their heads. Ash, Misty, and Brock entered the fray, Ash glowing with excitement. This is my day. I can just feel it, he crowed, looking to Brock and Misty to back him up. None of these other trainers stand a chance. We'll see, muttered Misty, half under her breath. But Ash, distracted by the sight of a familiar face, didn't hear her. Oh, no. You guys, it's Gary. Ash's arch rival smirked as he made his way over to the group. Hey, loser. We meet again. I'm surprised you caught up to me in time for the cup. Of course, I've been here for a couple of days, resting up with my Pokemons that will be nice and ready for today. Ash fumed as Gary's groupies gave a hearty cheer. Shut up, Gary. I'll show you I'm here to win today. I don't know. That Pikachu is looking a little worn down. Are you sure you're up for this, Ash? I'm sure. Leave it to me. I'll prove who the real Pokemon master is. Or I will, said Misty quietly. Okay. <laughs> I, if there's anything that should be submitted as an audition reel for you as a voiceover actor, it's this fucking episode. <laughs> it's just me doing every voice on Pokemon. You, you can do Ash. Like, you could do Bart Simpson. Like, you could be that voice actor. You're I was so good well, at Ash it. Ash is played by a girl or a, a woman. Yeah. A lot yeah. of, like, little boy characters are. Are you fucking killing it? <laughs> it's so oh, fun. I can't with this. Just it's wait till you hear me sing as Ash. What? Yes! <laughs> Okay. All right. Sorry. Keep going. First song is coming up soon. So. All right. Oh boy! Look at all these Pokemon. Jesse and James peered into the arena through a small window, staring greedily at the vast array of trainers with their prized Pokemon. Hey, move it, you two! Give old Meowth a boost. I want to see too. Oh look, Jesse! That Onyx is huge. Shove over! I'm the top cat here. I should see the Onyx. Ooh, and is that an Alakazam? It sure is. Quick, let's get in there while everyone's still milling around. But Meowth, tired of being ignored, had moved too fast for them. Scampering up a tree, he jumped onto the window ledge, knocking Jesse and James out of the way. See ya, suckers! It's Meowth's turn in the spotlight. Hey, wait, what about our big entrance? Oh, I've got something planned. Just sit back and watch. Welcome trainers, sit yourselves down and meet the best poke thieves in town. We'll build a trap into which you'll fall, we'll catch Pikachu in a rubber ball. Seldom do you see Pokemon like me, eloquent, loquacious, and a rarity. Pokemon in Meowth, only one who talks. Others only say the names with squeaks and squawks. Rocket is my team, Jesse and Sweet James. Only problem is these two are super lame. Glad to do a friend a favor. Take that squirtle off your hands. We'll leave your town in havoc if you don't give in to our demands. 
Pokemon named Meowth, causing a to-do, using it to snatch a Pokeball or two, wheezing in our bock, kicking up a stir, pilfering a Pokemon from him and her. Everybody loves the villain. No one likes an honest chap. So bring me a vacuum, gotta build a giant suction trap. Pokemon named Meowth, quite a jazzy cat, happy to relieve you of your prized gold bat. Fly in a balloon, enter with a smash, liberate a kingler or a rapid dash. Ladies and gents, I invite you, sit back and enjoy the show. If you've got a Moultrie, throw it in this bag before we go. This goddamn cat's really a lot. I think he thinks he's in the top spot. Spewing our plans, telling the world he'd best shut up before he gets hurled. Go and get him, James. Don't you be a wuss. Someone's got to get a handle on this puss. Pokemon named Meowth, screwing up the heist. If he ruins this for us, then Jesus Christ. Team Rocket is done. We'll all lose our jobs. Then we'll all be chased from town by angry mobs. Plus he changed our usual entrance. God, the ego on this cat. Stealing all the spotlight, acting like a whiny little brat. Jesse, it's all right. Let's just get this done. Steal a couple Pokemon, then go have fun. That guy's got a jinx. There's a Kangaskhan. Grab that Gengar over there and then we're gone. When it comes to Poke-thieving, no one ever tops us three. So let's get to stealing. That Magmar's appealing. It's time to go on a Poke-scree. Pokemon and Meowth. Rocket is the team. Stealing all these Pokemon's a lifelong dream. Grab them from your belt. Pinch them in the night. Cause we know we'd never win in a fair fight. Everybody give us something. We promise you won't get hurt. Look at all these rare ones. Looks like Rockets finally hit pay dirt. Pokemon named Meowth, getting kinda scared. Who are all these Pokemon with their fangs bared? Back up, little punks. Don't you hurt me out. Didn't take long for this whole thing to go south. Shouldn't have announced our entrance. Must we always be so vain? Looking like it's time to blast Gonna end up in a cast Looking like it's time to blast Team Rocket's blasting off again Oh my god oh. I need this musical to be real I, I absolutely need this musical That you created for me here To be real I feel like you and I need to write a Pokemon musical and take it on the road. Oh my God. I There's so much. There's just so much there. I don't need to get into it. <laughs> Listeners, you heard it. You heard it. It's so good. <laughs> Why are we so vain? Oh, there's so many good parts. Oh, there's so many delicious parts. I just, I wanted to figure out like how do I, them. yeah. How do you start a song with their entrance and then by the end of the song have them blasting off again? Because that's how Team Rocket always exits. I yeah. just, it was so much fun to write. That was so, it fit so well. It was like that song was written for Pokemon. I know. What you did, I just, it was beautiful. Like Master of the House for me in Les 
is never really made sense. This doesn't fit in the musical. Why yeah, it's it a here? weird little Who like cares? interlude. These characters don't matter. Right. But it needs to be in Pokemon. It does. Because Team Rocket is so integral to the story. So, there's just Ugh, the Petitioning. Best. We're petitioning to the people who are in charge. I need to know. I need to just know. Just based on how that song went, I... I don't think I'm ready for the next song. Okay, I cried in the last episode out of just embarrassment, but also joy. And this one, I am overwhelmed with how proud I am of you and how fun this is and your voices and also aggravated that you're not famous. So I mean, I think about that every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I'm at right now. Um, Uh, I'm I'm particularly proud of of one Jim Moore, which is the song coming up. So, well, fuck nothing can be better than, okay, I guess it can. All right, get ready. Tiny army strap in. Okay. Put your fucking seatbelts on because things are about to get cool. Fuck. We're good. Tiny army. If you don't think we're beautiful geniuses by the end of these two episodes, then you're wrong. We are. (laughs) We're we're gonna have to uh, discharge you. Yeah. Dishonorable discharge. All right. Well, that was strange. Brock, Misty, and Ash stood staring at the shattered window through which Team Rocket had just flown, launched into space by the very onyx they'd been planning to steal. Yeah, even for Team Rocket, that was a weird one. A speaker system crackled to life and a hush drew over the stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers from around the world, we do apologize for that interruption. Barring any further complications, the tournament will start in exactly 30 minutes. Registered trainers, please be sure to pick up your first round schedule. This tournament is sudden death, with the first three rounds taking place this afternoon and the final battle scheduled for tomorrow morning. Ash's eyes gleamed. Hey, you guys will be in the stands to cheer me on, right? Misty and Brock glanced at each other. Uh, yeah, we'll totally be there, but right now we've got to run and... Do something, Misty stammered. Yes, something. But we'll be back, Brock added. The two of them glanced at each other again, then back at Ash, then booked it out of sight. Ash looked at Pikachu. Do you know what that was about? Pika! Proffered Pikachu, shrugging. The initial tournament rounds went well for Ash. Pikachu and Charmander made short work of an opponent's Rattata and a Beedrill. Then Bulbasaur stepped in in the second round to take down a Nidoran. Pleased with himself, Ash scanned the stands for Brock and Misty, hoping that they had seen his spectacular wins. But they were nowhere to be found. Ladies and gentlemen, our next match will be two hometown heroes battling it out for a spot in the final battle and a shot at elite qualification. All the way from Palatown, Ash Ketchum and Gary Oak! Ash looked up, startled. It hadn't occurred to him that he might be pitted against his rival. He gulped, trying to swallow past a lump in his throat. He looked at the stands again, this time noticing Professor Oak, who had made an appearance to cheer on his grandson. Where were Misty and Brock? He needed their support. Ash made his way over to the arena, Pikachu hot in his tail. Where are they, Pikachu? How am I supposed to fight without anyone cheering for me? Pikachu! squeaked the little Pokemon excitedly, pointing into the stands. Brock and Misty were climbing over other spectators, looking for a good seat. Misty looked flushed and excited, and even Brock sported a grin. They caught his eye and waved excitedly at him. What had they been doing? How dare they be late when he needed their support? Ash turned to face Gary, who stood across from him, smiling smugly. 
Can't believe you made it this far, Catchem. This round's gonna be a joke. Oh yeah? Don't be so sure. Pikachu, go get him. Krabby, I choose you. Gary's cheerleaders gasped in awe as his, as his giant Krabby appeared from the ball, but Ash grinned. The Pokemon was big, but it was slow. Pikachu, use your speed! Moving so fast that you could hardly see more than a blur, Pikachu leapt into action. Krabby spun on the spot, trying to follow the movements of the little Pokemon, but to no avail. The constant movement threw it off balance, and Krabby stumbled to one side. Pikachu, finish it off with a thunderbolt! Krabby, return! Nice try, Ash, but you'll never get past this next one. Arcanine, go! The magnificent, tiger-like Pokemon burst forth from the ball, but Pikachu was ready. With another burst of speed and a lightning attack for the ages, Arcanine didn't stand a chance. The match was over before Gary could make a single move. Ah, you got lucky, Ketchum. I let you win. The whole tournament is rigged. I'm still better than you. Gary glared at Ash, then stalked off towards the stands, pushing roughly through his legions of fans. And the winner is Ash Ketchum! Ladies and gentlemen, that brings our tournament to a close for today, but come back tomorrow to see the final showdown when Ash Ketchum faces off against Misty Williams. Ash blanched. Misty? Is that where you were today? Competing? I thought you two were here to support me! Ash and Misty stood toe-to-toe outside the stadium, each red-faced and bellowing in righteous indignation. It's not all about you, Ash Ketchum. Ever since I started traveling with you, we've done nothing but follow your dreams and go where you want to go. Well, maybe you'd forgotten, but being a great Pokemon trainer is my dream, too, and you just act like it's not important. You act like you're the only one who matters, and Brock and I are just here to support you. That's not true. I know you matter. It's just that I'm on my way to being the greatest in the world, and that has to take priority. Over your friends? We're supposed to help each other out, not just stand around and cater to you. Well, maybe if you were a more serious trainer, you wouldn't feel so ignored. Ha! We'll see who's a serious trainer tomorrow. Misty stormed away. Brock gave Ash an apologetic look. Sorry, Ash. I'm with Misty on this one. We're tired of being ignored. We support you, but maybe you want to think about how you treat your friends. Ash watched, hurt and bewildered, as Brock followed Misty into the evening. How could they say he wasn't a good friend? He was a great friend. He was just a great trainer first. It doesn't matter, Pikachu. We'll show them when we win tomorrow. They'll be sorry. Pikachu. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Pokemon. Are you ready for this song? Yeah, I'm fucking excited. Okay. Jim Moore Another Jim, another battle won This never-ending slew of Pokemon My heart is full and brave and true I'll crush you with my Pikachu One Jim Moore I used to have my own damn Jim Now I am nothing but a sidekick One Jim Moore How did a world become just him? Is this some sort of fucked up mind trick? One more day all on my own Guess 
might die before them. Rapidash, he'll free your slow bro. If you give us Pikachu, we won't say no. One day to another battle. Choose your Pokemon with care. Every fight might be your last. Every fight might be your last. Wars will shake and walls will rattle. doing anything <laughs> it's so good oh i that has to go on the internet i'm tweeting that at when manuel miranda as <laughs> i i'm absolutely tweeting it at him i can't i'm i had chills I <laughs> that was utterly amazing so the hard part about that is if you don't know pokemon really well you would have no idea who it each doesn't. of those vocal lines went to and i also meant to put nurse joy in my story and then i just like ran out of time listen i got but- a professor oaks part it had me dying <laughs> also misty as a, just a beautiful soprano <laughs> i just uh i can't deal right now i have such talented friends <laughs> Oh, that just made me want to write parody musical. I could never write an original musical, yeah. but I could write parodies of musicals. I think that's a start to writing musicals. The Weird Al of musical theater. I think, you know what? We made a mistake by doing this separately. I know. We could have done this together and and really truly written a whole. Well, you know what? Season three is yeah. coming. Season three of Tiny Army. We're going to have to write a musical for something. Yeah. So Game of Thrones. Who knows? Oh, we Jesus. should do a two-parter that oh we God. team up for. Absolutely. It's happening. So Tiny Army, you're here for the origin of what is to be Broadway's next hit. It's gonna eat got. It's oh, Game it's, of Thrones the musical. Yeah, this is how we make it. <laughs> this is this is it. This finally, is we, finally. <laughs> oh, my heart has grown so many sizes, like the Grinch, <laughs> because that was so good. Can you send me? You're sending me those, right? So yes. I can like put them on my running playlist. I will, I okay. will send you this. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Oh um, God. All right. Shall I? Shall I finish the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The morning of the tournament was clear and crisp. Ash marched determinedly towards the stadium. He had spent a restless night tossing and turning, neither he nor Pikachu able to sleep. Was I wrong? Is Misty right? Have I been totally selfish? It's not wrong, he told himself. I want to be the best. I've got to be the best. Misty should respect that. She's good, but she's, she'll never be as good as me. The crowd was quiet 
perhaps sensing the tension crackling between the two friends turned rivals. Misty stood facing Ash, looking more self-assured than Ash had ever seen her. What has she got up her sleeve? He wondered. Am I missing something? Ladies and gents, welcome back to the final day of the final battle. The winner of this tournament will secure a spot in the league tournament and, of course, ultimate bragging rights. Today's match is one-on-one, each trainer choosing their best Pokemon and fighting till the end. Ash smirked. He wasn't sure which Pokemon Misty would choose, but he knew it would be a water type. Normally, he'd match Pikachu against a water type, but Pikachu was tired and would probably refuse to fight Misty anyway. So I'll fight water with water, Ash thought. Squirtle, I choose you! Squirtle. Misty grinned. Typical overconfident Ash, thinking you're as good with water types as I am. Starmie, go! Misty's gemmed Pokemon burst forth from the ball, glittering in the morning sunlight. Squirtle, bubble attack! Starmie, counter with a psi wave! Squirtle hesitated, swaying on the spot, overwhelmed by the psychic attack. Squirtle, shake it off! Water gun attack! Squirtle shook its head as if trying to clear it, then turned a powerful spray of water in Starmie's direction. Starmie, harden! Starmie glinted as if it had donned a coat of armor. Squirtle's jet of water bounced off it harmlessly. Okay, Starmie, now show it a real water gun. Starmie appeared to gather itself up, then shot a jet of water hissing in Squirtle's direction, hitting it square in the chest and knocking it out of the ring. Squirtle tried to stand up once, twice, before finally collapsing. The match was over. Ladies and gentlemen, Pokemon of all shapes and sizes, meet your champion, Misty Williams! Misty, Misty, Misty! The crowd chanted, swarming the arena to congratulate the new champ. But Misty only had eyes for Ash, who sat defeated at the edge of the ring. She walked over and looked, and he looked up at her. Are you mad? Mad? Misty, how could I be mad? You were amazing. When did Starmie get so good? Misty smiled. You know, despite what you think, you're not the only one who practices. And I've been working with Brock on special food formulations. You should pay attention to what he's doing. He's helped my Pokemon get so much more powerful. Ash smiled ruefully. I haven't been a very good friend, have I? I should listen to you and Brock more. There's so much I can learn from you. You're good, Ash. You really are. But you let your big head get in the way sometimes. Don't worry, though. You'll have plenty of time to improve before we face off again in the league tournament. Well, don't think I'll go easy on you. Next time I'm using Pikachu. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like Pikachu would ever fight me. They grinned at each other. Come on, Ash. Let's find Brock. Why? Where are we going? To the next town with a gym. We've got to earn you some badges, right, Pikachu? Pikachu! (laughs) The end. Friendship. Beautiful. Feminism. Musical theater. That's what you come here for. It is. And that's what you fucking got in this episode. That's what you got. I, like, need a nap. Because I'm so just, uh, just so heightened with emotion. Just so happy. A wash in the glory. So happy. That was truly amazing. It was a full ass Pokemon episode. You did every voice a fucking on point. The dialogue was amazing. The story 
taught us a lesson <laughs> about friendship. About friendship. And, friendship. And, and underestimating people and your ego. And, and it was just like a solid, well-written fan fiction. Aww. And then you throw in your fucking <laughs> songs in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, there's... If there's podcast awards, we deserve them. Yes, give them to us. Oh my God. Give uh, us the awards. That was such a joy to listen to. We just wrote to. two musicals, Tiny Army. Uh, give us awards. I'm tired. Honestly. Are there t- is there like a podcast uh, category in the Tonys? <laughs> there will be. I think there should be. <laughs> um, there will be and we will be submitted. Um, <laughs> I I have so many feelings. I this do. Was just the best. And if there's anything that is just, just, I don't know. If there's a fan fiction musical about Pokemon, nothing represents our friendship more than that. <laughs> that is very true. So no matter what, no matter how many Tonys we win, no, no matter how often either one of us gets to hang out with Lynn Manuel Miranda after Which this. I assume is like daily All the time. at this point. I mean, come on. Um, I'm really happy to be doing this podcast with you. Me too. Because I'm so proud of you and oh. how talented you are. And we've done so much and worked so hard. <sighs> and I love it. I love it too. And we've still got two more episodes this season. Oh my God. Oh yeah, that's right. They're going to be sexy they're gonna be so sick if this if these episodes were all that is pure and true <laughs> and joyful in fan fiction the next two episodes are gonna be all that is sexy, sexy and smutty and, and rated e for explicit uh-huh not for everyone no uh, absolutely not and we're gonna have to specifically ask certain people in our lives not to listen Not to, to these listen. next ones. No, like your parents. My parents. <laughs> Sue. Tim. You know they're listening to this one. Sue and Tim, for you, the season ends here. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, if you want to reach out to us um, and tell us that uh, you would like us to finish this fucking musical. Mm. Um, or if you're on some sort of deciding committee right, 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 about right, like what the categories the Tonys like accept. What awards would be. Um, like how many awards you'd like us to have. Yeah. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at World Stealers. Or you can email us. Email us at worldstealerspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And please... If you loved these musical episodes, rate and subscribe. Rate like, and we subscribe. We worked so hard, and you know, even if you hated them, even if like my voice was flat and you thought Liz's was—I mean, hers was fucking perfect. If you have any criticism, <laughs> I will come for you. Um, leave, then leave us a review, and, and maybe you just hate Les Mis because you don't have a soul and you want to tell us that <laughs> in a comment. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You know what? Fair Teach enough. Their own. Yeah. At least it wasn't cats. You know, True. I um, thought about doing a memories no, and I was like, no, no, shut it down. No, no. There's uh, enough creepy cats floating around in the world know, these Jesus. days. Um, anyway, please rate and subscribe us. Please follow us everywhere. Yeah, please, please tell a friend. Send us some love. Yeah. We love uh, you guys. Yeah. And share it with your musical theater nerds out there. Yes. They're wild. Yes. We know. Uh, and as always, hide your kids. Hide your world. We're coming for them.
GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.